Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Good morning, dear listeners. Um, I'm not sure how you slept last night. I woke up very early uh, this morning. I'm, I'm not, still feeling a very surreal situation in the aftermath of the passing of our club chairman, John Berylson. Um, joining me this morning, at, again at very short notice, um, to pay tribute to, um, well, well, we'll talk about whether he is or isn't the greatest chairman of Mill Football Club, but joining me is our show regular, Neil Fischler. Welcome, Neil. Thanks for coming on so early, mate. Yeah, mate. Uh, there's nothing good about this morning. It's sunny out, but uh, there's a chill in the air and it just and there's a chill all over your body whenever you think this the awful awful news from last night uh, and i completely missed it i i was i, I was writing and researching mm. something didn't go on to twitter and i think about 40 minutes after the news had broke my brother-in-law messaged me saying sorry to hear about your chairman i went you mm. what yeah, sorry to hear about your chairman. He's died. I went, no, shut up. Yeah, Look very on. surreal. Yeah, uh, it was, uh, mate. You just, you're just there in stunned disbelief, aren't you? And of yeah, obviously, what we feel is absolutely nothing compared to what the family are feeling. Well, it? I think that's 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 probably you know, but the best way to begin this short tribute to to John Berylson is it begins really an end of his family because you know it, it, as I understand it Neil and I don't know if you've got any other info but it looks like he's passed away in a car crash sounds like a um a fairly um you know a tragic car incident in on the roads I think he lives in just outside Boston so roads of Massachusetts is is um apparently is is you know crashed his car and that's that's the call so a very sudden loss and you know from the family point of view um it's one of those odd situations that um you know life and death in one minute you're there then the next bang you're gone you know it must be a tremendous shock for them all um father and, and husband and head of the family and, and and all the rest of it so i think my first thoughts are with with the berylson family um obviously then our own um beloved millwall football club but really it begins and ends with the family in these situations yeah, no, that's absolutely right. Uh, as I said, whatever we feel and our sadness pales into insignificance, our sense of loss, because they've lost a father, a husband. I don't know if he had grandchildren. Don't know. Yeah, or anything don't know. like that. 
but what we feel is amplified, isn't it? And, yeah. Uh, I hope that they can take some strength from, uh, from how we all feel and our sadness of it. And it's not just because he's the chairman of our football club and he's pumped in something like £110 million into our football yeah. club to keep it alive. But well, you would keep us afloat, really. Yeah, but let's be honest. Without John Berylson, God knows where we'll be because we were, because we were meandering, weren't we? We were going nowhere very quickly before, well, before he came along. In fact, there might not even have no, been. No, I, I, I think you're right. Oblivion was um, the, the the best description I could think of this morning as to where we were headed prior to to John's arrival. I mean, we we, we did a show last night again at very short notice with Aaron and, and Harry and. I was trying to find the right words last night. It's still quite difficult, Neil, to, to give an adequate summary of of John's contribution to our club. But, I mean, it really, for me, rests on um, very, his very earliest days when he came in um, after the, the um, awful 2005-06 season. I don't know if uh, listeners recall it, but we had, we had about seven managers one year, didn't we, Neil? Um, relegation season. I think we went for about three or four chairmen prior to the to John's arrival, the, the club was spinning out of control, um, and he came in um, really from nowhere. I mean, he, you know, he's—I think I said he was from Boston. I think John, if memory serves, and I stand to be corrected, was born in more in the Midwest of the U.S. I think his wife's family are Bostonians, um, but John, I think, was from the Midwest. But um, certainly not a man with any linkage to football, soccer, as as they would call it in the U.S. Um, certainly not with Millwall either, but to play such a such a role in our history is is from that kind of background is incredible. I think. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, but I don't think anybody would have heard of him. In fact, I had a quick look last night. I didn't even know his middle name was Gregory. No, 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 I didn't know. Yeah, but I knew it was John G. Barrelson. But I had a look last night to try and have a little bit of a look. I didn't know that he was actually director of Vision Express in the 90s. I didn't know that. I, I didn't know that. Okay. By looking. Uh, but he just kind of pitched up and and then he set the tone for everything that's been his stewardship of our great club. Uh, he's He's been a chairman. He's, he's kind of been a hands-off chairman. In, in well, many, yeah, many, yeah. I mean, you're you're right. The amount of money that he's put into to Millwall is is incredible. I mean, you know, we we would be bereft without him. Um, I don't know where we if we if we still existed, we might have been struggling in League Two at best, possibly lower, because the club was um, in a in a state of turmoil in the in the mid two thousands. I do know he came in and gave financial support before he actually. Uh, did the deal for shares and, and became chairman. So I think he is actually supporting the club in terms of paying wages, Neil, because I think there was a point where we were struggling to pay the bills and struggling to pay what was due to the players and staff. And John... He was pulled out, didn't he? And it kind of left this void. And uh, yeah. I think that... Uh, I think the Jeff Burnage took over for a spell, didn't he? And then we had that idiot Savary. Savary, and we had well, Stuart Till. I remember Stuart Till, the music guy. He he, it was a chaotic time, absolutely chaotic. And then John Berylson's coming. Yeah, 
and he's been pretty hands off. You have a look around the football league, and uh, you've got that. You've got Dale Vince at Vegan Green Rovers. <laughs> all about him. But John Berylson is totally the opposite. You never heard from him. In fact, given in fact, I can't even remember the sound of his voice, which is quite strange. But uh, yeah, yeah, I think he might have got on the pitch a couple of times after a few sherbets. I, I think he, I think he loved meeting um, the people at Millwall. Um, I mean, looking through Twitter this morning, I'm sure you and the listeners are doing the same. I'm flicking through it since I've got up this morning. But the number of um, people that posted pictures with um, the kids standing next to John, I'm just looking at one now, a chap called Frenchie F- MFC. This is just one from many, many pictures, listeners. John standing by the, uh, the, the the German burger hot dog stand at the Cold Blow Lane end with two of Frenchie's kids. And there's loads. There's, there's video of him shaking people's hands, um, stories of him buying a beer. You know, it goes on and goes on. Um and that was the thing that struck me last night was was Millwall posted a video at the end of last season of John Berylson applauding the crowd yeah. and the crowd applauding John Berylson and you could see that there was genuine affection for the man yeah. in the looks of people's faces and it wasn't half-hearted applause. I, you have to know that when some chairman come out Every, yeah, everybody gives them a polite round of applause, don't you? But this was genuine, heartfelt, and that's the one thing that struck me. He was a he was a very popular figure and very much a man of the people. Well, universally so. I mean, when you read through the tributes on online, I mean, I think someone posted earlier on. I, I was going to dig it out and I didn't, but um, it's, it's pretty much to a man. To a to a, I've not read one bad post about John Barrelson, which is quite something to say in the fraught world of, of uh, well, sports chairmanship generally, Neil, but football chairmanship in particular, very rarely you're universally popular. And to have achieved that is is actually quite incredible, really. I can't think of an equivalent figure in in, in, um, in sport or English football, certainly, that, that would come close to that. For the most part, I mean, the other thing that struck me, just as you, you said about the applause, is um, it is heartfelt at Mill because there's no actors at the Den, listeners, are there? Nobody puts on a show for you. You know, if, if they if they have an opinion of you, you can guarantee you'll hear it quite directly. And, you know, to, to achieve that is, I can't think of a bigger tribute to the man, Neil. Um, no, the one thing that struck me when I was, yeah, but like you, I was scrolling through it. Mm saw this Mr. Chairman, and it was something that the club had put out at the end of last season. Uh, I think John had probably he'd done a little lap up and down the touchline. Yeah. And the genuine appreciation of what he did for the club was the one thing that struck me. And to get appreciated like that at Millwall is no mean feat, absolutely no mean feat at all. And I just hope now there's some way that we can honour his memory. I don't know if it's by, uh, funnily enough, I was thinking about this a couple of days ago. Uh, What do you do to honour him? And now you've got to think about it. Do you rename a stand? There was was a couple of posts. Yeah, well, that's renamed the North Stand. Yeah, the away end. Yeah, yeah, John Barrows and Stand. Yeah. Yeah. 
doesn't seem right to me to have a stand that isn't full of Millwall fans named after him doesn't seem right. Do you rename the Dockers or do you probably name the, any new training ground after him? I mean, that Which... would be appropriate. I mean, I suppose the only thing with that is, and I'm not, I'm not against any of these ideas, listeners. I mean, I, 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 I agree 100% with you, Neil, that the away end is full of away fans, not Millwall fans. So there's, there's one thing. Um, I, I did see a suggestion to rename the stadium after him, but I'm not sure the den. Um, the den is the den, and you know that's. I, I, there, there's a suggestion. I'm not sure. I'm so keen on that, um, but I get the the point you make about the away end. The training ground is a good idea. Um, the only thing there, I suppose, is most of us won't ever go there. On rare occasions, we might go there, but. You know, ninety nine point nine percent of Mill fans won't visit the training ground because it's out out in the country, out near um, uh, Falkham, out in in the in in the Brands Hatch, rather out in Kent. So, um, it's I'd quite like to name the Dockers stand after him. The Dockers stand has never really taken for me. I still call it the East Upper. Yeah, yeah, I do, Lower. I do, I do. Um, yeah. And I think that the Dockers, okay, it's a nod to our heritage, but we could actually easily rename the North Stand, the Dockers Stand, couldn't we? And rename the and rename the the East Stand as the yeah, that would work. As, I mean, I, I I like the idea of having a stand that is full of Millwall fans. Um, and the East End, East Upper is a bastion of the ground. It's 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 the driving heartbeat of the of the, of the ground on its when it's in, in full flow, and to have that named after John would be appropriate in my opinion. It's a difficult one, um, but I I, I I agree with you that the North Stand, away end, whatever you want to call it, um, is it doesn't it, it's okay, but it's it could be better, and that better I think would be the Docker Stand, which. I, I I kind of agree with you. I mean, it's it's a nod to the past, isn't it? The Docker Stand, but it's not ever really grabbed me as a as a name. Not like the Kitchener Stand, Coldwell Lane End, and and I hope maybe the John Barrelson Stand. I think would be appropriate. Um, yeah, well, I absolutely agree. You can always rename the North Stand the Docker Stand, even if you really want to. But I just think to have him. And, and and he has been the heartbeat of the club for 15, 20 years or however long he's been at the club now. Christ, I can't even remember that. It's, well, it's it become, seemed... this is a point that struck me last night, Neil. Um, he's been around and it's been so stable in a financial sense. We've got used to it. And as you and I know well, I mean, Millwall's history prior to this unusually stable period, financial financial. Um, What's the word like? We're on the level, been on the level for a long time now. Um, it's very unusual. For the most part, we've teetered on the brink of non-existence because um, good times are invariably followed by bad times, and those bad times are financially very, very tough on us. So it's going to be a, a strange period ahead for us. And, uh, you know, it's it's probably, um, I don't know how appropriate it is to really even broach the subject, but we'll, we'll bring it out now it raises a huge question as to what's next for for our club because we've had such a great chairman for so long we've got used to it and you know there will, there will be youngsters that think that that's that's normality for me all believe me it isn't it's it's a very rare 
occurrence. So it does raise the question as to um, whether the, the Berylson family will want to continue their involvement after John's passing. It was, you know, I think there's a slight eccentricity that, that I think made him beloved at Millwall because it's a very odd um, obsession to build up for a, a chap from the USA, a baseball fan, you know, um, an ex-US Marine in, in his time, served his country, but to become... Um, you know, beloved with a small football club in a land far, far away is an odd thing, and I think that's that that quirk I think has has, has added to to his mystique. But whether the family will want to continue in these circumstances, um, it's an expensive hobby, and you know whether they'll continue or want to continue, we don't know. So what where that takes us to will be another question, maybe for another day, Neil. I don't know. I don't know if it's appropriate to even mention it, but you know we were, we were talking. You know, it's it's something that's there, isn't it? Yeah, well, I think his son James is on the board, he isn't is. he? So, yeah. So there must be a plan for Millwall within the family. I would hope so. Yeah, I'd hope they continue. It would be appropriate. Yeah. But you know, yeah, well, it would be because obviously, hopefully, James has got some of the bug that John had. Yeah. And uh, it, it it just seems. It seems even worse that we came so close to the big time. Yeah, last season, and everything you look at John Berylson. The other thing that struck me was, uh, it it was a throwback to I think when we won, when we beat Swindon in the playoff final, twenty ten, and yeah. he appeared in yeah, and he appeared in the dressing room with. A bloody great cigar, <laughs> and then suddenly a bloody great cigar, <laughs> and you can associate our Wembley victories with the stewardship of John Berylson, and it, it, whatever the next chapter for the club, and I think it is. I don't want to. Yeah, well, I think it would be disrespectful to go into the ins and outs of it, but I think you're almost obliged to mention it yeah. because we are a football club and uh, and we have to know what's next. There has to be some kind of plan because we're not making money hand over fist, are we? I know no, no, he no. was looking for investment for quite some time. And will that investment still be there? But, but I think the deep questions about the future are probably for another day. Uh, not, not now. Day no, when, no, no. I, I, I agree. Yeah, incredibly raw about uh, you, you wouldn't make too too many bones about it. The greatest chairman in the history of Millwall Football Club. You have a look through our chairman. We're, um, um, we've had some good ones. If you go back to Tom Thorne, chairman for many years. Yeah. Uh, into war took us into the football league as a driving force yeah. of building the club from from that team uh, that played on the island and uh, took us to almost to where we are now. And you have a look at uh, Mr. Purser, yeah, Mickey Purser in the sixties stabilised the club. He did, uh, yeah. Uh, Took us close to success, you know, close to promotion. Um, a great chairman. Yeah. Um, 
I'd include Theo Pathetis. You know, I know that he's a, a controversial figure sometimes amongst some, but again, a bit like John Berylson came into the club when it was on the brink of um, going out of business. So, you know, these these are great names. Um, and he really did study the ship, Theo. He did. But I think that Theo was a businessman, purely a businessman who, who turns around businesses. Yeah. I think that he thought he turned us around. Unfortunately, I wish he had bloody stayed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for a little bit longer and that horrible period. But that wouldn't have, but that might not have led us to John Berylson. And uh, given another chairman, I think that we forget. Dear old Reg. Well, he was going to be a name that I was going to mention. It's it, these shows, listeners, are very difficult to judge and as to how to get right. And Neil and I had a conversation before we started recording as to what we should mention, what we shouldn't. But I think at the end of the day, this is a, a football podcast, and John Barrelson has been a great football club chairman. So I think it is appropriate as long as we don't over overcook this stuff. But um, you know, Reg Burr, um, another great chairman um, who transformed the club. Um, it's very hard to pick the best, in my opinion. But I think for me, given where we've we've been to and the modern game being what it is now, I think John Barrison would have to be my contender for the best, um, purely because all of those other uh, chaps, um, they all operated in the circumstances of their times, but the modern game is a very, very different different beast to how it used to be. So, to have achieved this this universal love, and I mean, I'm just looking through the uh, Twitter feed as as you're speaking. Um, it's it's an outpouring on online, and um, I've just picked a few a few tweets out here that I hope um, capture the feed. There were so many you can't you can't get them all, but um, there's one here from JP Millwall too. Um, sums up nicely actually. He says, in an age of football owners destroying clubs, alienating fans, and hemorrhaging money, I truly believe we had the best chairman in the country. R.I.P. Sir John Berylson, as he puts it. It can't be a sir because he's American, but I get the emotion there. Um, and Alan Dunn, you know, ex-player, deepest condolences to the chairman. John was a gentleman who put me all back on the map. What he's done for the club will always be remembered, and can only I can only thank him for everything he's done for me and Millwall. R.I.P. J.B. And so it goes on. You know, journalist Henry Winter he has posted. Um, ex-players John Marcus. I saw Darren Purse, um, Paul Robinson, um, staff. Yeah, well enough saying you were chosen. Yeah, you were in Australia, so he probably he he got the news. <laughs> you were just as it was breaking. Yeah, about now last night so uh, but the, it is universe give uh, yeah, I hate this analogy that somebody's a legend because they might have scored two goals against your local rivals <laughs> but John Harrelson will be remembered as a Millwall legend he will be a legendary figure historically give uh, yeah, I doubt that you and I will be doing history shows <laughs> in, in years or even thirty years time. No, yeah? no. Well, I don't think so, mate. No, much as uh, much as it would be nice to, but no. History will remember. Mill history will remember John Berylson very, very kindly, and uh, he will be remembered as our best ever chairman because the generation that are coming through now will keep that that name alive. Uh, 
yeah, when they get to our age or to my age and to your age, yeah. people will still remember. Do you remember John Barrow? Oh, yeah, what a great guy he was. Kept us going. And he will be remembered, I think, as Mill's best ever chairman. It will be... It, I, yeah, well, I personally think it's impossible to make a case for anybody else because of the way that modern football is. Yeah, I, I um, agree. I agree. Um, yeah, well, to be an American, living in America, and, <laughs> and to maintain this love of this football club in a yeah, in a borough in South East London, the uh, we're not even popular in our own borough, are we? Let's be honest. <laughs> no, it's quite a story. It is quite a story. Um, and you know, all we can well, I know half heartedly laughing, but it's only there's it, a grain of truth in what you say. I mean, you know, it, it we we, we, we and you want to think about the good times at sad times like this. I think that, uh, yeah, I think that John would probably he, he, he have a chuckle. It was raining here last night, and I like to think it was. <laughs> yeah, um, maybe maybe a final word of some sort. I don't know. Um, yes, I mean two two great moments in Mill history under John's. I mean, leaving aside the. Um, uh, you know the, the 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 saving of the club. I mean, obviously the the playoff wins in 2010-2017 at Wembley. Um, some magical FA Cup wins over those years. Um, FA Cup final at Wembley. Semi-final uh, um, at Wembley. <laughs> some great days, and you know, like the the, the Bruce Springsteen song says, "It's glory days." That's what it's all about. And that's what we achieved under John Berylson. So um, I think, um, you know, he, he will leave his legacy in this very small corner of South East London in Bermondsey. His name will be will be remembered for many, many years yet to come. That's all we can ever hope for. Um, I've got one last tweet to, to close our show, Neil. Um, quite a nice uh, tweet here by a chap called Danny, Danny MFC 99. Um, Life is always too short, says Danny. Uh, go to as many football matches as you can and enjoy your life. And I think that's quite a nice way to uh, to close it before I start um, choking up. Um, I want to say thank you, Neil, coming on the show. Very short notice, very early in the day, mate, and I appreciate it. I'm going to try and get this edited now ASAP. So a big thank you, Neil Fissler. Thank you for coming on, mate. Yeah, if the Berylson family are, do actually stumble upon this, uh, just thank you very much for everything that you've done for 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 our football club and hopefully that you'll continue to do for our football club. John Berylson has left an indelible mark on on Millwall FC and uh, he'll never be forgotten and thank you very much, John. Well said, mate. Well said. Thank you to listeners for listening and... Um... Thoughts and prayers with the, the Berylson family on this difficult day. Uh, Arriva Dirty Millwall. Yeah, just as a slight addendum to Neil and, and my conversation, listeners, I've had a couple of uh, voicemails in from the boys on the show, so I'm just going to run those now. First up will be Matt Webb wanting to pay his respects to, to uh, John Berylson. Then we'll have John Rankin and finally 
Matt Richards. Uh, huge thanks to each of those boys for sending uh, voicemails at such short notice. So Hello, Nick. Hello, everyone. Um, I thought I would uh, say a few things, if you don't mind, about uh, the passing of John Berylson. It's an absolute shame um, to wake up hearing the news of the passing of John Berylson. I don't know. It, it, for me, you you know him through obviously the Millwall side of things and you still feel like you've lost a family member that's how that's how sad and upsetting it feels you, you honestly I honestly feel like I've lost a family member because of what he's done to the club in the 16 17 years that he's been with us just listen to your podcast Nick uh, with Aaron and Harry and you're right I mean I remember the mid 2000s literally after the uh, FA Cup final we were we were going in one direction and that was downwards you know those games that we watched and the the poor off the field management that the club was facing at the time or along comes this uh, American guy who believed in us had a vision and saw potential. The club was going upwards with him. Multiple trips to Wembley, success on the pitch, fantastic community initiatives off the pitch. And it was all down to the leadership of one man. So it... It is an absolute shame. I can't, I can't say anything more, but shame that we, we've now lost this and it's sadness. And I really hope Mill will do the right thing and, I don't know, stand after him 100%. I fully support that. And if I can put this voice note onto a positive, I really hope this sudden tragic news really puts a stamp on the upcoming season that we 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 do it for John now that's all we do we do it for John thanks Nick I hope uh, I hope everyone pays their respects God bless John Barris and rest in peace good morning Nick John Rankin here just ringing up to, uh, well, I don't know what to say, really. Absolutely gutted with this news that's come out of America that John Berylson has lost his life in a in a car accident. It's just, I don't know, I mean, it's, um, it's amazing how these things can hit you, you know. But um, he was certainly, I mean, you know, my time goes back to Frank Purser at Millwall people like that and I've seen them come and go and I've seen chairman use the club for you know I have to put the word allegedly in but allegedly you know sort of lining their own pockets or treating the the fans in a very very uh, 
kind of, you know, um, not disrespectful, but really not caring about us, not getting us. But at the Burnley match, the, the terrible Burnley game at the end of this season, um, I saw him in the car park. I went over and shook his hand and said, you know, thanks for everything you do for us. And he said, he looked me in the eye um, and it was genuine. And he said, um, no, thanks for telling me, you know. It, it, <laughs> it, it, I think he appreciated the um, the connection. I was talking to my wife this morning, saying, well, you know, giving her a kind of potted history about what he's done for the club over the years and the amount of investment. And she was asking for a connection. And no one will ever know that connection. And everyone was, you know, sort of thinking, oh, you know, what's his... Because we're all a bit cynical, I suppose, when we think about chairmen, you know, in the uh, in the football league and the fact he was a businessman. But I don't know, maybe it was an altruistic connection. You know, maybe there was something in his family, a connection made during the Second World War. He wouldn't have been old enough to fight in the Second World War, but I'm sure his father was and his grandfather may have been. So maybe there was a connection there, you know, a soft spot for... The blitz torn area of South East London that New Cross and Deptford and Surrey Docks and Bermondsey was. But it's certainly our blitz today. Anyway, over and out. Hi, uh, Nick. It's Matt Richards here. Um, just, uh, yeah, just dialing in my thoughts on. The tragic, tragic news yesterday. Um, like everybody, just in this, still in a state of shock. Um, last night just came from nowhere, and I think it's, I think it is that suddenness of it is just makes it even worse. Even though it, is, it would have been a tragedy anyway, and uh, I don't know. I woke up this morning, and it's still that. Just can't believe it, and just went past the ground today on the train see the flags at half mast and I'll be going down uh, later on today to um, I don't know, pay my respects writing a book of condolences um, I just feel as if you, you know, you, you're kind of drawn, you're drawn to the ground really um, and unfortunately I can get down there today so I will do um, just it's just, you know any death, it's just a tragedy for the, for the family and friends his wife and kids and that's what I'm kind of feeling for it's a time for grieving and um, thinking about them to them he was a husband a father um, you know that's that's much more important than than where we are um, you know as the chairman of our, of our club there'll be lots of time for um, contemplation and thoughts and what it means for us and as a business, um, it's probably not now's not the right time. But you know, we are a business, and I'm sure things will be happening behind the scenes as as they have to happen. You know, that's that's what happens in life. Death is this, death is a part of life, and um, things have to continue. It's um, but that's that's for another time. And um, we just need to focus now on the important things, which is commemorating a great man, a great man in our history. Who, who stood by us, who who protected us, supported us um, through some tough times and gave us some great times. And who knows 
um, what what you know what he could have brought to the club himself directly um, in the future. We'll never know. Um, all we've got to do is kind of give thanks for him, realise how lucky we were to actually have him um, for the time he was with us and commemorate him. And um, I'm sure we'll do that as a club and as a fan base because that's, that's what we're really good at. Um, and, and pay our respects to such an important man in our history. So, um, yeah, thoughts we would say with his family and friends... Um, and um, rest in peace John Belson thank you When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.